Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. This is an interesting show tonight. It's going to be all about, are my genitals normal? Boom, boom, boom. Who knows? Are they? Are they obscure? Are they wild? Are they interesting? Are they something that somebody would pay to see at a sideshow freak festival? We don't have those anymore because that's just politically incorrect. However, it's possible that people would do that. So what we're going to be talking about today is actually a lot of things where we do comparison, comparison of our bodies, but specifically comparison of the genitals. So we're going to be really looking at that and seeing how it is that we have done this comparison over time. It's not just, it's not just like this era in the last 50 years that people have compared their genitals to other genitals. No, no, no. We've been doing this for a very long time. However, it's getting more and more evident as people share pics of their genitals all over the place. So we're seeing them everywhere. How delightful. And so then what happens is there's a lot of comparison. And I've actually had people ask me to give evaluations of what their genitals are like. And as I say, I'm a professional, I charge for that, just an FYI. So what makes these things normal? You know, what makes anything normal? And what qualifies me to even talk about that? I'm actually a sex and intimacy coach. And one of the things I've been doing for over 20 years is working with people and bodies as a holistic health practitioner. I do a lot of variety of different work, including type of somatic body work called the mitzvah technique. I also do a variety of variety of energy work. And I also do something called radionics, which is using really cool scalar technology. Hmm, intriguing, right? So I do work with bodies a lot, and I do get a lot of questions from men and women and people who are trans, and I get questions all the time. Is this normal? Is, do, is this normal? Is this size of my this normal? I get these questions and I'm cool with that because I think in my life I've personally wondered, is this normal? Like I've looked at my own genitals and wondered, is this normal? But I have to say, never in my life did I judge that until I started hearing people talk about it and talk about it in a really critical and judgmental way where it was like belittling people for either the size of their penis or for um, the size of their labia 
or the size of their breasts, which isn't really what we're talking about today is the size of breasts. We have done shows on breasts and nipples and we will go back there again because it is a fabulous topic and there's so much in it. But in reality, we have judged time and again our genitals. Do they look right? Are they the right size? Do they smell right? Do they taste right? Do they all these critical things are my genitals normal? And that normal question is contains so many things. Like it contains the smell of them, the taste of them, the look of them, the size, the texture, the performance ability of them. And the truth is, is that there isn't really a normal because everybody's genitals are so unique to every single person. There is a fabulous artist who probably this is about eight or nine years ago, maybe more on Netflix, there was a series called Petals. And on Petals there, it was all about a doc. It was a documentary all about the vulva and looking at women's labia. And on Petals, you could see a variety of different labia that was all photographed. And the real key to that piece of art and that, that, um, that collection was to show people with bodies with labia and vulvas that it's normal, that everything in every range of every size and every color is normal because it's so vastly different. I don't actually know if there's been a series done for bodies with penises, but I think there should be. Uh, because I really think that there is a hell of a lot of judgment around penis size and what should be or what shouldn't be uh, the, you know, how hard is your erection? Is it normal to, you know, over time lose erectile tissue? It's normal, but it's not necessary. Two different things. It's not necessary. You can, of course, in your life, you can maintain a lot of erectile tissue doing things like different exercises for strengthening the penis. We'll get to that at some point, but I have done shows on that one specifically called aging penises. My dear sweet aging penises, it was a conversation to you. So is it normal? Now, for the first thing to do is to actually look at your own genitals. And for those of us with vulvas, it's a little trickier unless you're really, really good at yoga and you can bend in ways that you can actually look at your own genitals and really get in there and you're comfy with that. But that's not everybody can do that. So if you can't, you're going to get out a mirror and you're going to do the Betty Dodson. And what is the Betty Dodson? Betty Dodson was an amazing uh, sexologist. She was a uh, a uh, sex educator. She started her doing her magical work in the 60s and 70s. And Betty Dodson was a pioneer for teaching women about their genitals and are they normal? And she was a pioneer in teaching bodies with vulvas how to have how to have orgasms. And she was probably the reason, one of the reasons why in North America people went out and bought vibrators. And it became okay to buy a vibrator. Betty Dodson, as far as I know, Betty Dodson recently passed away. So 
Cheers to you, Betty. You were freaking awesome and you still are and your energy just rocks. So what did Betty Dodson teach us is have a look, have a look. So you get out, you get out your, your um, stuff so that you could actually have a look, get out your mirror, have a look, get out everything that you needed to just have a look. And when you do examine, take a few minutes, get in there and really like look and see is, you know, are certain things kind of in, in a position that you think looks okay and like move it around, like move your labia, open it up, see what's inside. You know, if you happen to have larger labia like I do, by all means, yes, I'm going live on Facebook and announcing this. It's because why it's actually a conversation that nobody ever says. And it's like people can look at you and they can look at your face and they go, oh, your eyes are a little bit larger than the average person. Uh, so as a kid, I, I had like been told all the time, you have huge eyes and huge lips and blah, blah, blah. And now they seem a little bit more uh, the correct size for my face, but they were always the correct size for my face. So the correct size of labia are the ones that you have. Yeah. So the only reason that I would say that you are not having uh, the correct size of anything is perhaps you have a cyst that's growing, that's actually enlarged something that is not your, not what you had before. Maybe it's changed in a way. Uh, and it's actually, it's actually a health issue, right? One of the very first things that I ever saw in a medical textbook when I was about, I don't know, maybe 10 years old, maybe less. My grandfather uh, was an allopathic doctor and he had textbooks. He was a physician, family physician, and he had textbooks in his home. Some of them are back here, actually. Um, I don't know. I don't remember which. Maybe one of these actually has the picture in it. And uh, in, in the book was a photo of a man who was... Uh, I don't know where he was from, but I remember his testicle because he had elephantitis of the testicle and his testicle was about two and a half feet high and weighed over 50 pounds. And he had to actually use a wheelbarrow to carry his testicle around. So that is an issue. That's a health concern that we don't necessarily call it not normal, but it's a health concern that you want to get looked at. You know, if you happen to have uh, something going on where you have a massive cyst in your labia, you want to get that looked at and taken care of. So if you don't really know what's normal, you won't really have any idea. And if you haven't ever seen anything really obscure, like elephantitis of the testicle, you might not realize how everything else is quite normal. And I think by curiosity as a child, looking at other things too, which I looked at vulvar, vulva, vulva diseases, vulvular disease, vulvar diseases too, as a child, I would look at her, herpes and gonorrhea. And I looked at all of it. I was fascinated by it. I was fascinated by like, what does that look like? What does it look like when somebody has such a terror like a terrible infection that their genital flesh on their genitals actually rotting like a uh, gangrene in the genitals now that is a health concern 
health concerns are different than whether it looks normal. So what I'm going to be switching the language up in here to is if you have a health concern, deal with that. If you have a size concern, then there are other things to deal with that first before considering surgery. So if you have like my labia are too big, first of all, who said so? That's what I want to know. And whoever's telling you that, maybe they don't deserve to have you as a lover. Just saying. If they have a thing, you know, if you have a penis and they're telling you your penis is too small, perhaps they don't deserve to have you as a lover. It's not, there are so many things you can do. Like if you have a penis and you feel like your penis is too small, there are so many things that can be used as substitutes. But really the number one thing is, and we talked about this two weeks ago on the show, is bonding. Not bondage, but bondage can be fun too as a form of bonding Bonding with your partner. Your penis could be enormous. And I know because I've been with some enormous penises in my life. And it's not relevant if you cannot bond with your lover. Because if you can't even look at them in the face, and if you can't even have a conversation with them, you can't connect, it doesn't matter what you're penetrating them with. It's just like, eh, there's, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's like a boring experience if you can't connect. So truly like some of the sexiest, most intimate, most intense orgasms come from intense bonding. So how do you do intense bonding? Go back and listen to my show on the benefits of slow sex. And then you'll realize that, wait a second, no matter what size my genitals are, I can actually have incredible experiences with orgasms regardless. But I do know that there are those of you out there who are listening who genuinely have disturbing thoughts about your genitals, who absolutely have dysphoria about your genitals. And for some of you, you're actually on the track to changing them. And it might be that you're trans and you're changing your genitals to something that fits more of how you identify. So that could be part of it. But then there are also sometimes, if, you're, if you've had in your life any kind of uh, surgeries possibly, or anything that was like a violent, uh, a violent incident that might've involved something that left scar tissue where you feel like, well, that was violent and now I have scar tissue on my genitals. So you feel like every time you look at it, the trauma comes back. There may be, there may be some valid reasons for getting surgery, but there are also some really valid reasons to look at the emotional component before taking that on because any kind of surgery is, is nuts. It's, it's not, I mean, they'll tell you it's safe because they've done it, but you're having surgery. So it's the last choice. So let's get you back on track and see if we can get through some of the dysphoria so that even if you, after working through the emotional, you still feel dysphoric about your genitals and you really feel committed to having surgery, cool. So we'll talk about that. 
All right, so stick around. So what I'd like you to do, if you're listening live on Facebook, come on over to Inspired Choices Network where you can keep on listening, like watch live. You can join us in the chat room. You can join us through the links in there that you can come in and watch me personally. Be like, my, be a voyeur, be part of this. Come on over. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, Midsweet Pleasure Seekers. I'm just cozying up here. It's a little chilly in Ontario right now. At the end of August, we've got some rain happening and it's a little cool out. So I'm just cozying up, having a little conversation with you guys about genitals. Because why not? Because genitals are a great conversation. And we tend to judge them like crazy. When was the last time you actually looked at your genitals and went, wow, what a marvel of nature I've got here? Because I bet it's been a while. And I bet that you've even probably looked at other people's genitals and movies and things and compared and, and you might have even went, well, mine are this and theirs are that and this and this and theirs is that. Yeah, I bet you've compared. And these things are actually set up for us to compare ourselves because they put them in our face all the time. I've recently been watching Game of Thrones. And if you haven't seen genitals in a while, this is the place to go. They're everywhere. There's genitals are in your face. So you can't miss it. Boobies are everywhere. And that's Game of Thrones. It's softcore porn. And I didn't know that until I started watching it. So now I do. Now I know that it is a, it is definitely softcore porn. All right. In, in my, my point of view, anyway. So how do we know 
what's normal, right? So before I went to break, I kind of mentioned a few things that I had seen as a kid, like elephantitis of the testicle, that is not healthy. So normal is very much a judgment. It's, it's like, we're trying to gauge something like you could have a scale that goes from zero to a hundred and normal would be 50. But what if you're zero or at a hundred, you're still in the scale, right? That's what I want to tell you is it's a, this thing that we think is normal is that we, we aim for this 50 on the scale of zero to hundred to try and be normal, to fit in with as many people as possible to have whatever that is. And what if we could be off the scale? You know, the scale is zero to hundred. What if you're 150? What if you're minus 72? It doesn't really matter as long as you are confident and happy with what you've got. Now, how do you go from being dysphoric, which is unhappy, to euphoric, from dysphoria to euphoria about your genitals? The number one thing uh, for me that I personally did was remind myself on a daily basis to look at them visually, touch them, smell them, use my senses, and be super grateful that I have healthy genitals. I know that sounds really freaking simple, but a lot of times we forget the simple. We forget the very, very simple of, okay, when was the last time you actually felt the texture of your genitals? Does that feel relatively the same as it has? And I say that because what I, what I recommend doing is checking for things like, for example, you might want to check for little cysts in your labia or testicular cysts. You want to check for things that might be growing. And this is for health reasons, right? And then if it comes out that there's nothing there, be grateful. Ah, feels healthy. Cool. Go internal if you have a vulva. Go internal into your vagina and go and find out. Feel it. And then you know, if you feel really weird about feeling it, start at the introitus, which is the entrance to the vagina. Just start there. Just place your finger there and just wait a moment until you like get over yourself. Take some deep breaths and be present with it and look in the mirror and just notice your finger going into the introitus, going into the vaginal opening and just let it sit and be present and breathe. And just say thank you so much to your body. Thank you so much, body, for being happy and healthy. I'm so grateful. And you might not believe it at first, but breathe into it. Because our bodies, when you breathe in, know that you're alive. And it also helps your body relax. Relaxing helps you heal. Healing helps you be happier. I know, sounds crazy. All right, so we're just going to go finger in. Wait a second. Be present. Take some deep breaths. Ah, thank you so much for being here with me, my sweet, sweet vulva, whatever you would like to call it. You know, if, if you want to call it your yoni, whatever you want to call it, thank you for being happy and healthy. Feel your labia and actually like feel it. Move your fingers around, feel the texture, feel like if there's anything there. Like I personally have scar tissue. So I, uh, my scar tissue is a lot less, but when I had my child, 
I had a wicked rip in my labia. It was like freaking, it got stitches. So for quite a while, I had a delusion that I had Frankenstein crotch. And it took me quite a while and some confirmation and affirmation from other people to look at it and go, no, you're okay. Actually, I actually asked doctors. Well, not doctors, it's my nurse practitioner. Um, so professionals were involved. My lover was involved. It's, um, it helps to get some feedback, right? So uh, feel it, check it out. And you can, if you do have scar tissue, which I had, is I, I would use some, well, different kinds of things. You can use as lubricants. You could use like coconut oil if you want, or you can use other lubricants. I don't recommend sticking anything internally that's food grade, but you can use water-based lubes if you like, um, internally, externally, and it just helps with the rubbing motion. So for me, I just rub, rubbed until the scar tissue starts to disappear. Right? So if you have scar tissue, even on your perineum, which a lot of women have after giving birth or bodies with vulvas, I should say, after giving birth, then you might want to rub that too. Just rub out some of that because it can be a sensitive, sensitive area and maybe not sensitive in a sexy way. So I think part of it is to be able to look at everything that you've got and just go, thank you. You know, and if, if you're young and you're like never even seen another Volvo before, you know, the first one I think you should ever see is your own. And once you've seen your own, be so like enraptured and in love with it that any other one you see is like, yeah, that's great too, but mine is fantastic, right? I have to say that like the very first one I saw were in medical textbooks, as I mentioned. So the comparison was like, when I saw my own, I was probably like 17. I was pulling Betty Dodson stuff off when I didn't even know who Betty Dodson was, but I was curious and I was like, I wonder what that looks like. So I checked it out. Um, but the, to see the first ones that had like welts and blistering flesh, and then to see mine, I was like, damn, this looks a lot better than welts and blustering flesh. It's quite a comparison, right? But then what happened over time is I started having conversations with people and I started listening to men, that's the truth, and women who judged. And what we can like just throw all of the, it was actually men and women. I didn't hear any trans people say this. So I'll just go with men and women who judged the crap out of genitals, including labia and penises. And it was like a chronic, chronic judgment. So I would hear that and I would go, oh my God, I just saw, we just saw this thing on TV. And, and that person was just like, oh my God, look at their labia. And I'm like, oh my God, my labia are like that. And yet they're like shaming that person. So I went silent for a while. And I just was like, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to show it off. I don't even want to know about it. Um, and it became sort of rude. Yeah, like people saying things like meat curtains, like, oh, yeah, like, that's lovely. <laughs> right? Well, if anybody has any clue about bodies and about pleasure, they would actually know that labia are incredibly sensual parts of the body. So
So having long ones or short ones or really tiny ones or like huge ones, it doesn't matter how big your labia are. They are, they are like sensual body parts. They are pleasure zones. They can be so incredibly sensuous having them like uh, sucked on, like almost like a, like a sucking motion where it's like a vacuum that can be super sexy. And you can, if I like mine, can totally have that. And it actually gives like a little tugging sensation, which is really cool. So there are like amazing things that you can do when you stop judging them and you stop feeling like, when you stop feeling like you're so gross, right? Because I think part of it is we, we just automatically go to, I must be so disgusting because they just use this phrase or phraseology that's so crude and rude and gross that it makes you just never want to be like naked or sexual again and I think too like the between the looks and the smells and the tastes like we can go overboard on how much we judge is it normal and I know that uh, in university I started to get a paranoia about smell and taste because I had one roommate, it wasn't her fault. I had one roommate say, um, so she was like, she was a hockey player. And so she, you know, was around a lot of sweaty women. Um, and she, she said one day, she's like, yeah, you couldn't get the smell of that woman's crotch like out of the room. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And I thought, oh my God, and me being me, the first thing I did was like, that must be like me. <laughs> like, I just decided that that was, it had to be. And uh, 15, maybe years later, almost 20 years later, I finally got that that wasn't true. It was one comment, one day, that was it, sent me down a tunnel that was hellish and sad for a really long time thinking that I must have something gross, even though she never directed at me. It wasn't even about me. Um, I could feel the judgment so freaking strong that it didn't leave for a really long time. And, and I also got how it wasn't just her who had that judgment. It's like a, a, a huge number of people who do have that. We have an entire industry based on things to make your genitals normal, smell normal, taste normal, look normal. Industries are built on this. Why? Because without judgment, would we actually buy many things? Would we have any of these beautifying products? Would we do plastic surgeries? No, no, we wouldn't. Isn't that crazy? So when somebody informs you that you're not normal in the genitals, just walk away. Because you know what? They're just being freaking cool. And even if they're joking, there's always a hint of asshole behind it. You know, that little hint of asshole just sticks around and stinks for a really long time. So when everybody, you know, if you got somebody who's being a hint of asshole, that stink does not go away. Like that thought that stuck in my head for over 20 years, that hint of stink doesn't go away. So it's easier to walk away and find somebody who not only 
can like appreciate your genitals, they might actually have reverence for them. They might actually be like, I'd like to like really worship these bedas. Like you got some goods, right? How wonderful would that be? Yeah, that reverence is like the absolute opposite of the judgment. So let's bring some of that in. Are my genitals normal? Let's find out more about this. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Oh, tonight we're talking about are my genitals normal? Because there is a vast number of things going on on this planet to pretty much tell you that they're not you're wrong and your genitals are incredibly wrong. If we actually believed what the porn industry had to tell us about genitals is there is only one size of labia, unless you're looking at certain kink porn where you might have different size labia, but the standard porn has a certain size labia, certain size breasts. It's all very cookie cutter boring. Why? Because they go to the same surgeon or the surgeons are all next door to each other and they all get the same freaking work done. 
where is the, um, there's beauty in it. However, there's also mutilation in it. That's what I got to say about that. There's mutil it's mutilation. So here's, here's a weird thing to me is that in the world, we have countries that perform genital mutilation on males and females. And we are talking in the West about how awful and bad and tragic and terrible it is. Mind you, these are all cultural norms for these people. And these are all things that they've done historically for thousands of years. And this is part of their culture. So who are we to judge? Like that's that's one take on it, right? The other take on it could be like, okay, we're in the 21st century. Can we get out of those traditions and move on to something else? As long to me, as long as it's consensual and as long as a person is the age of consent, it's none of our business. However, this genital mutilation is happening to young people in the world. But I wanna, I wanna ask you, how is it any different when we've been planted with ideas of perfection about what your genitals should look like? And then we're sitting with these mysterious thoughts that keep you in self-critical, you know, criticizing yourself, judging yourself, loathing yourself, and then directing it all at your genitals, telling your genitals how nasty, bad, wrong, and awful they are and then going out and mutilating them by having surgery done so that they can look like something you just saw in a magazine. So you've been brainwashed. So let's look at the two situations because people say the people in those cultures who do genital mutilation have been brainwashed into thinking it's okay. Okay, so let's look at our culture. We've been brainwashed into thinking there's a normal. Okay, so you take away the brainwashing. Now what else do we have? Consent. Okay, so what is the legal age of consent in North America is usually around 16 or 18. Okay, so we've got our legal age of consent check, you've got your legal age of consent, so you can go do what you like. Perhaps in those countries, age of consent either doesn't exist or it's really young. Okay, so maybe they're even at legal age of consent. We'll, we'll give credit to possibly that too. The only thing that's left is the wrongness, and they have that in common too. So the judgment and the wrongness. I actually do not see much of a difference. You can argue with me, you can, whatever. It's my opinion, it's my show. Have your own show and talk about whatever you want on your show. However, it's my show. So I'm gonna talk about it this way. So if, you know, for me, for bodies, I have, I have like such a sadness when people like think they need to mutilate their body to make somebody else happy or to feel like they'll be loved. And I don't wanna have like a meltdown on the show, but man, it, I, I, I find it like so sad. I know so many women who have had breast implants to try and make themselves happier or their partners happier, or so they think they look better in clothes. Um, and, and truly in my life, I contemplated it many times and then I would stop for a moment and I would, and this is honestly what I did. I would stop, I would feel my breasts, I would check and see if they're healthy. I would shut off the bullshit thinking that's telling me that my boobs are not good enough and that my breasts are not, you know, stellar, awesome, wicked with like nipples that rock the planet and could cut glass. You know, I can appreciate that now. <laughs> so, 
so if I didn't, if I didn't stop, check, feel, are they healthy? For me, number one, the number one thing was health always. So I'd always stop and check, are they healthy? They're healthy. Shut the fuck up. Because as long as they're healthy, that is 100% all that matters. To me, that is 100% the only thing that matters. Now, if you are truly miserable with your body, truly, like your body is so uh, like the bane of your existence and you've worked through it and you've looked at it from a million different angles and you've tried different things and you still are walking around and you feel like the only solution is to have surgery, then absolutely have surgery. But please look at every option before going under the knife. It is not your first choice. It is your last choice. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you like you're five because you might need that. And I'm going to talk to you in a way that I actually give a crap because maybe you haven't felt like somebody gives a crap. And your body is number one important function is to be healthy, right? To get you through this life healthy. You know, would, would you cut off your toe randomly? Or do you like insert like, oh, my big toe isn't big enough. I'm going to stick some silicone in there because I think my big toe should be bigger than it is. When did that happen? I don't know. But what are we going to judge? The breasts and the genitals and the boobs. Uh, breasts, but face too. You know, people judge the crap out of their face too so sad to me it's so sad to me because it's like you haven't you haven't really done your work if you're judging yourself that much you haven't figured out where does that crap come from you you've given other people and their opinions probably way more value than you've given to the health of your body right way more value. So if you are not absolutely feeling confident in your body, it's okay. You don't have to feel confident in your body. What I want you to do first is check if it's healthy. Because once you get that it's healthy, and that's one of its number one functions is to be healthy. You can go from there. I'm not asking you to love your body. I'm asking you to check, is it healthy? And you can do scans of your body just to get in touch with it. Scan from head to toe. Body, is there anything that I require knowing today to have optimal vitality and health? Take a deep breath. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Do that about 10 times. Check from head to toe and toe to head. Is there any part of your body that's asking for attention? How do, you, how do you know if your body's asking for attention? You might get tweaks or sensations or pain. Your body's asking for attention. And then when something's asking for attention, what do you normally do? If you give it attention, is it usually satiated? If you give a child attention, you can usually satiate them. So usually if you give your body attention, you can satiate it as well. Fulfill it. What is it looking for? 
maybe it's just looking for a little acknowledgement and a little attention. So let's go into the body and actually have those conversations. So are my genitals normal? Let's go in, let's check, take a deep breath. And from the insides, let's check, right? What are the insides like? What are all those internal organs of reproductive organs? What are they like? Are they healthy? Are they vital? On a scale of zero to 100, how vital are they? How much vitality do they have? You know, is their vitality like over 50, over 60, over 70, over 80, over 90? Is it 100? Is it under 50? And if you actually get that it's really low and you don't know what to do, connect with me. That's something that I'm really good at is helping and assisting and facilitating you into greater health in all areas of your health. But I do actually super love working with people when it comes to things that most of the time just has to do with a little connection and getting back in touch with your body because some things are pretty quick once you actually know how to connect with your body and have those conversations. So are my genitals normal? What a question, right? Like, I wonder at what age did we start questioning this and comparing? I know when I was really little, probably four, I think my parents were just divorced. So somewhere around four or five, and we were at my grandmother's and I was having a bath with my brother and he's just uh, about almost two years older than me. So we were in the bathtub and it was a moment when I had the clarity that his genitals were different than mine, but I didn't know what that's what they were called. I was just like, his, that's different than what I have. And, and I tried to mimic it. I tried to mimic a penis by sticking soap into my genitals, like a bar of soap. And I didn't rinse it well. And I walked around for days with the most burning crotch of all time. Isn't that like right there a testament to how much we judge it and compare it and trying to change it? And the pain for a few days, <laughs> the pain for a few days is kind of one of those things that I tap into once in a while and go, whew, really glad that I uh, have what I have, really glad that it's happy and healthy, <laughs> really glad for a lot of things. Really glad that, you know, anytime that I ever had anything going on, that it was really easy to take care of. And so many times we forget that a lot of what's going on is we just need to change some of the nutrition in our bodies. We'll get back on track because we forget these things. Yeah, aren't we the cutest? All right. So for the next two minutes, when we go to commercial break, I dare you for those two minutes to connect with your genitals, put your hand on, just check in. Thank you. Thank you for being here in all the ways that you're showing up exactly how you're showing up right now. For the next two minutes, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. 
On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about genitals and the question of, are my genitals normal? And so much of the normal, we think about size and we think about shape and color and smell and taste when it comes to genitals, like is my penis big enough or, oh, my penis is too big or, oh, my labia are too big and my this is too that and my that is too this. Like we could go on. We could, when you start with judgment, it turns into a tumbleweed that just doesn't stop blowing around. You know, you're going to find that the biggest ranch space available when you start judging and that tumbleweed starts rolling, it just doesn't stop. There's nowhere for it to stop. It's just going to keep on going. So how do we stop that judgment is we stop it in our, we stop ourselves in our tracks and we stop and we check in and we ask, is it healthy? What is the vitality of A, B, C, and D? Yeah. So I know lots of people who have also had things like breast reductions because their breasts have been too big and it's actually caused pain and that sort of thing. So there are times uh, where it is causing health issues. And when it causes health issues, I am all for having your health be optimal. So when there are health issues and health issues can also be mental health issues, right? So if you are having mental health issues in regards to your genitals and you're having genital dysphoria specifically, definitely have conversations with professionals about it. Um, if you don't find any professionals you like, you can always connect with me uh, for some coaching, for some assistance, for some tools to get back on track. If you need to tell your story, I'll listen to you and then I will help you turn that around. That's part of what I do. So. What would be, what would be the most, I guess, easeful thing for your body if you were thinking about, is my body normal? Is my are my genitals normal? What would be the most easeful thing for you to do to get a gauge for that? Right. So I kind of told you some of my gauges of what I would do. I'd feel things, feel them again, check. Has anything changed? Uh, my smell is, is the smell the same does it smell okay does it look okay looking in with a mirror to check things and see if everything's okay and feel like all of those things right now what works for you though so you can also do meditations you can do all kinds of things so what would be the easiest thing for you as a way to kind of stop and remind yourself to take that moment and just go are my genitals normal so that you're not 
you're going to go on a frenzy, whether it's conscious or subconscious, it's there, those thoughts are there, they linger and they affect other things. They will actually affect so many areas of your life that you'd probably be shocked to notice that. So there was so much I would withhold when I thought that something was wrong with my genitals, like they must be wrong because of that one comment in university that wasn't even directed at me, but I took it like as if it was God's honest truth and all women have genitals that smell really bad. And I didn't really, I had roommates that were women. I didn't smell it. I didn't actually have proof of it, but I took it as God's honest truth and I ran with it like a wildfire for many years as a subconscious, unconscious thought. And I actually held back 99% of my sexual energy because of it. And I'm just coming into, if I actually check in my body right now, if you find me super sexy now, just wait a few years because I'm coming into it. I'm at like 7% of my sexiness right now. And I know that, and I know it's just there to grow. And that's like 6% more than I was at a few years ago, you know? Even when I started the show eight years ago in 2014, I was probably at one or 2% of my sexual energy at that time. I was just barely tapping in to the ice cap. And I bet you are too, just barely tapping into that ice cap, which ice caps are, so, you know, you see only a little bit of the ice cap, but there's like 90% of the ice caps underwater. So how much more of your sexual energy are you going to allow yourself to shine with when you feel confident and you just check in Are my genitals healthy? Does anything else matter? Does anything else matter? So you know what? 7.9 billion people on the planet, there are going to be more than at least 10 people that not only adore your genitals, will pay to see them, touch them. They will love them. They will adore them and worship them. And you can have all of that. You can have more than 10, but I'll guarantee you there are at least 10. So, you know, when people are looking for the one, finding one person in 7.9 million is really freaking hard. Finding 10 is a little easier. Finding a thousand is even easier. Finding 10,000 is even easier. Isn't that weird? It's actually easier to find 10,000 people who adore you than it is to find one. Because finding one in 7.9 million, billion, 7.9 billion is hard, right? Finding 10,000 in 7.9 billion, much easier. I know it sounds crazy. However, you will probably find that you are way more adored than you think you are. And so are your genitals. So go adore them, love them up, be friends with them, check in on them, see if they're healthy. That's really the number one priority is that they're healthy. Are they normal? They're only normal if you allow them to be. Are they healthy? Let's find out and do something about it if they're not. Always. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.